Hello and welcome to Three Things, a sporadic podcast about movies in which me, Julian and my friend Tom each watch a film and tell each other three things we liked or didn't about it and we don't yet know what each other thought. And this week we've seen everything, um, or everything that we're going to in 2017. Uh, so we're going to take a look back at the year and try and summarise it as three things that we've either liked or disliked about going to the movies in 2017. And we're going to see how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's, let's just get straight into it, Tom. And you tell me the first thing you've liked about films in 2017. Oh, we'll do. Uh, and I'll point out, we're gonna, we're, we will name our favourite films of the year, I guess, a little bit later. But, um, so the first thing I thought about films this year is a like. Uh, and it was grown-up blockbusters. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason I say that is that I think two of the very best films of the year, um, which are Dunkirk and Blade Runner, I thought, um, and maybe you could put Detroit in this category, but I'm mainly thinking of Dunkirk and, and Blade Runner here. They're like they're massive, stunning films, um, but they're also basically kind of art house movies, um, especially Blade Runner. Um, they've just got enormous budgets. They're incredibly well filmed. And you need to see them in um, on the big screen and with all the latest technology um, to really get the best out of it. So I'm, if I kind of think back to, you know, there's kind of a bit of a split in my head still between either you're seeing big popcorn fun stuff on the big screen or maybe you're so- watching something that's a bit more thoughtful and a bit more worthy. And, then, and I picture myself in like an independent cinema that could do with a bit more money. Um, and maybe that's a little bit of an outdated view, but I just quite like that the two of the biggest and best films, or two of the best films I saw this year, um, absolutely needed to be seen in like megaplex with all with the all best the, um, technology. Like what? Like, yeah, exactly. All the bells and whistles. Like so four, basically, 4D. even if you're watching good, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely, with shaking seats. Someone spits in your um, face and stuff halfway through. Yeah. So even if you're like, yeah, even if you're really into film. Uh, and want to support your local um, uh, independent cinema. What I'm saying is, <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> go and see it at Cineworld. Um, but uh, yes, I like, and, and even so, with Dunkirk, I I saw it in in non IMAX, um, and I was so annoyed at myself for doing so that I then went back to see it again. You did, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it more the second time, and not just in IMAX. I enjoyed watching it twice. Um, I think I'd have enjoyed it more the second time anyway. But uh, but the IMAX experience was was stunning um and yeah obviously Blade Runner you know you see every single bit of budget up on screen and it looks fantastic um but there's Mm. a lot more to it as a film as well so so yeah um can kind of proudly say that two of my favorite films of the year are just big budget blockbusters yeah my my first one is also like and it's along those lines and it's I liked that a lot of huge films this year were actually quite good um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> the two you've just mentioned, obviously, but I'll add Thor Ragnarok um, yeah. to that and Wonder Woman. Yep. Um, uh, Last Jedi was good. And I thought Logan was really good. Was that this year, Logan? Yeah, it was. It was. It? It, was yeah. it was the yeah. start of the year. And also Spider Man Homecoming as well, I thought was really good. But they're all huge budget films and yeah. really watchable as well and really enjoyable. Um, yeah which can is not often the case so I really like that this year um, yes yeah that's I agree really. um, cool okay have you got a second I hope so 
Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've got three. Um, cool. So my second one is <laughs> I'm single out one film in particular this year that I I liked. This is a like. I liked yeah. that um, it was yeah. a success and it was huge. It is oh, okay. One, one of the biggest films of the year, really. Yeah. Um, and I like that that sort of thing from that sort of time and place um, was so successful and was so popular. Um, and hopefully the sequel will be as good. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I liked, really. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I I liked it too. I remember when we were talking about it, talking about whether it'll go down as a as a classic. Or you thought it would, wouldn't you? I didn't think it would. Yeah. But. <clears throat> um, but now you're singing its praises in an end of yeah, the year roundup. I th- so I think I I think <laughs> looking back at it, I think I like it more than I did when I saw it. But uh, yeah, it, um, I watched the the most most of it over a pl- over the shoulder of a child who was watching it on a plane recently. A child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, which was um, a fun experience for me, if not for the child. Um, but yeah, so you just mean that kind of um, the the eighties nostalgia element of it and all of that kind of thing has gone down very well. Yeah. With um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it to be first of all any good, and I wouldn't expect yeah. it to be as big as it was. And yeah. I liked that it was both those things. Because there's something that I'm waiting waiting to happen with the nostalgia thing. Which is, I'm getting towards forty. Mm-hmm. You are forty next year. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, I still feel like, especially all the nostalgia-based stuff, is aimed at me, and I'm mm. cool with that. Yeah, exactly. What's going to be the horrible feeling is in ten years' time when someone like remakes Snatch or something, and everyone's like, "Oh, classic!" Or even, but even that's kind of our, our age. <laughs> There'll be something that people will refer to as a classic, or that, yeah. that people will Fast start to get more for. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that you, that won't feel like it's in your wheelhouse, if you see what I mean. Um, yeah. And that will be a a feeling of being old. This is um, this is your time. Enjoy it. Yeah, we, well, we're just clinging on, but it just seems like it's it's stretching out longer than I expected. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm actively looking out for the first time that doesn't happen. Okay, cool. Go on. Um, You're next. My second was a like. Um, so it's proper action films. So if you'd have talked to me when I was. Yes. When did, we, when did we meet? I don't know. If you'd have talked to me when I was in my mid twenties, mm-hmm. within like three minutes of meeting you, I'd have probably asked if you thought it was a problem that no one made fifteen and eighteen rated action films. <laughs> uh, and the correct answer was, of course, yes. Um, but you know, I, I as with you, kind of grew up on the Robocops and Total Recalls and then as I got to being 18 years old it was kind of you know Face Off and The Rock and stuff like that was in the cinema and I loved that kind of stuff I loved proper action films where you see people's heads get shot off um, <laughs> and then they stopped making them yeah they um, did for a long CGI time CGI took over and everything was a 12A or a PG-13 12A. 12A came along and ruined everything well, well, 12A got invented because everything was ruined, actually, because everything was, was coming in PG-13 and we didn't have an equivalent rating to mm-hmm. to, to match it. Um, but so it seems like... It's obviously, you know, a lot of the superhero films, um, you know, they they absolutely should be 12As or PG-13s or, or what have you, and they 
um, they work really well. But there, there was so many action films I felt like I was watching in the 2000s where it just felt like they'd been completely neutered. Um, and I reckon probably Deadpool and John Wick um, start this off showing studios how successful a, um, hmm. an R-rated film could be. And so, yeah, this year, John Wick 2, Atomic Blonde and Logan, and I suppose to an extent Baby Driver as well, um, just had headshots all over the place. Um <laughs> And I'm into that. It just makes yeah. it makes action so much more visceral yes. and so much more satisfying. I think if you're a really good director, um, then you can get away with it. So something like The Bourne Supremacy and The Bourne Ultimatum um, were amazing and visceral and really action-packed and stuff, and they were still mm. um, PG-13s and what have you. But, um, yeah, sometimes you just need to see, like, a claw go through someone's face. And, uh, and this <laughs> yeah, I'd completely did. agree. I agree, and particularly Atomic Blonde. Um, yeah. Atomic Blonde's one of those sorts of films that, if in years to come it's on the TV or it's on in the background, I will stay until that yeah. fight scene or <laughs> a fight scene that comes up. Yeah, it's a sort of rewatchable stuff that is just um, excellent. Yeah, so well done as well. Weirdly, looking back at it, I don't think I'd ever probably stick it on again and watch it start to finish in one go because it was a little bit too long and the story's a bit falls all over itself and all that kind of stuff but absolutely mm. like stuck on and half watching it um mm. uh for a while my go-to for that has been wanted the angelina jolie james mcavoy thing which is kind <laughs> of crap but also kind yeah. of awesome at the same time and i think i've watched that in the background more times than or rewatched that in the background more times than than anything else so um so maybe it's my new wanted uh but yes my version of that is Heat, the film Heat, has been on quite a lot recently, mm-hmm. um, and every time I get sucked into it, I've watched it quite a few times, just in bits recently. I so have good. not seen that since it came out in the cinema. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you should. It's good. Okay. My um, my third thing is a dislike. Okay. Uh, um, and it's this all the sexual misconduct in Hollywood. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. A, a more serious tone has entered the room. Yes, I'm only going to talk about this very briefly because mm-hmm. I'm I am not qualified to do so. Um, my opinion isn't really relevant here, but um, it's all the awful stories that have come out about some very big names, yeah. um, Harvey Weinstein in particular, and Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, it's um, you know it's it's been a pretty shit year for Hollywood. It's been pretty shit for Hollywood, yeah. And one can only hope that now all this is out, um, the 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 environment that women and men work in in Hollywood is more open to um, yeah this sort of thing. And I mean, I get um, it's, it's, they can they can wipe it out. Yeah, it's one of those things where it makes you realise that just that people are or a certain strand of people at least are just scumbags and that when they're in a position of power it's amazing the things that that people can be kept quiet about um, yes so it will and the amount the amount of, the amount of allegations that have come out you can only assume that there's much more of this that goes yeah. on and um, in other industries and, but, but the good the good thing that i think that has come of all of this is that there, there now does seem to be um, a platform for for people to come out and say yeah. 
that they've been Agreed. mistreated. And I think it, and it, that's that is a good thing. But I think it's also one of those um, things that culturally will just it will it will have got outside of the circles of people who talk about um, gender politics and sexual harassment and things like that, and there will now be a a, a broader understanding for more people of the ways that people's actions and words and those kinds of things can um, can affect people completely away from, from film and Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. I think the thing that, that I saw was the was the saddest was um, ugh, going with my consistent thing of never been able to pronounce anyone's name, uh, but Marissa Tamai uh, tweeting that um, oh, yeah. that she'd finally seen that, uh, you know, proof that she'd had her career um, ruined and uh, and that's something that you can never claw back. Um, and that's incredibly sad. But okay, yeah, I um, I did. Yeah, so it's been a bad, you know, it's been a dislike this year. I thought I'd mention one dislike. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to segue nicely into another like, which was superheroes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I just thought. Uh, I mean, so basically, what I've said here is my first like was serious blockbusters. My second like was violent blockbusters, and my third one is mm-hmm. fun blockbusters. Um, yeah. I thought we were kind of getting a little bit stuck in a rut with superhero films um so like i was looking at what came out last year uh doctor strange came out and was weak um pretty rubbish i thought um civil war captain america civil war was good but i didn't think it was nearly as good as winter soldier um x-men apocalypse lips and fantastic four were both awful um and looking ahead, those franchises, so X-Men and Fantastic Four, are now kind of off to a, a better home with Marvel. But this year, Logan, as you've mentioned, got a really good send-off. Spider-Man Homecoming, which you've mentioned, has kind of set that franchise straight too. And hopefully we'll start to see that kind of thing happen with those other um, properties as well, now that Marvel's back in control. Uh, Guardians 2 yeah. maybe didn't live up to the first one, but it was still very good. And Thor Ragnarok absolutely scratched that itch. Um and this could be called Damning with Faint Praise, but last year DC put out two shit films, and this year they only put out one shit one and one good one. Uh, so that is quite an improvement. What's the good one this year? Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, and finally, uh, The Fate of the Furious. That's basically a superhero team-up film now, right? Um, and that was excellent. So, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Um, so all of those things I did wonder about having a dislike and there be, them being age old franchises that need to die that I can't bring myself to even watch anymore and it was going to be the Pirates of the Caribbean one Transformers 5 and then I remembered that I'd really enjoyed uh, Fast and the Furious 8 so um, so yeah I, I went positive instead I think it's been a really good year yeah, for films. I think um, um, we've touched on. I was going to say that a load of them. Yeah, I think it has been too. Um, mm. But uh, but yes, shall we? What we should do yeah. is pour a glass of lists <laughs> and name our three favourite films of the I year. I see what we've done there. <laughs> uh, okay, dealer's choice on booze this week. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm drinking a Christmas present I got given. Yeah. And it's a blended Scotch whiskey. It's quite a big one, yeah. quite well known. It's called Shivas Regal. Oh, yeah, I've never had that. Shivas Regal. Kind of sounds Spanish. Does it send Shivas down your spine? Um, <laughs> yeah. Established in 1801. Nice one. It's blended. Um, is it all right? I'm having a Lafroig because um, I don't want to taste anything for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's one of the, it's one of the daddies, that one. Uh 
Cheers, by the way. Um, I'm sad that neither of yeah, us listed yours. the Three Things podcast as one of the things that we liked about going to the cinema in 2017. But Yeah, it has, it has invigorated something in me. It has invigorated uh, the world of cinema. Yes. Okay, so three films of the year. I am going to do them in reverse order, okay. as you should do. Are you going to say anything about them, or are you start... just going to bang them out? I'm just going to tell you, yeah, a little bit about okay. them. Okay. Um, especially my number three, because I don't think you've seen it. Oh, okay. So I'm going to pitch a film to you, Tom, and see what you think. Right. Okay. It's about a man and a woman, and they're in love. There's sadness in the relationship, but it doesn't matter. It's not important. The man dies and becomes a ghost. Now, no, I for the rest of the film, this, I do want to see this. For the remainder of the film, he's a ghost under a sheet with eyes cut. Yep. With holes cut for yep. eyes in the sheet. Yep. And it's not as silly as it sounds. It's a ghost story, yes. is the film. Um, stars Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Yep. Casey Affleck dies. It's not, not really a spoiler. Um, and I really liked how this film deals with the process of death and how one might become a ghost and how that ghost might exist in the same place as normal, alive people. <clears throat> Um, it also plays with time and how time might not be linear. Um, really beautifully done. It stuck with me for for days after. When did you watch this it? Film. Uh, uh, only a few weeks ago, re- fairly recently. Um, it's got some really good music in it as well, and I loved it. Cool. I gave it four and a half stars Whoa. on Letterbox. Whoa. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Recommend it. I would like to see yeah. it. And when you said uh, that you'd liked it, immediately my first reaction was, "Oh, that makes sense. I can picture Julian as a ghost." Um, and by that, yeah, I definitely haunt. Yes, you no. I, I was going to say by that, I don't mean that I wish you were dead. I just think that you'd probably quite enjoy being a ghost. Oh yeah, massively. Um, yeah, I mean, you'd be you'd be very high on my list of people to haunt. To haunt. Yeah, and yeah. no one would talk to you, so you wouldn't have to deal with anybody's shit. Um, I'd stand on your chest when you were asleep. <laughs> and, like, and blow into my soul. Yeah, and I'd like knock knock your coffee yep. off the side every morning. Cool. Yeah. What's your number three? Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it, reviewed <laughs> it. It was sweet. It was really, really funny. It was the best superhero film of the year. I think you've got an alarm going off in the background. Um, loved it uh, I think we've said all we need to say about yeah. it but um, I thought it was a fantastic time at the pictures yeah I really like that film too Taika Waititi is that, is that right the directed it um, the guy that did all the Flight of the Concords and Hunt for the Wilder People well yeah just a really good really good film really funny that's the one what's your number two um my number two is Blade Runner 2049, um, as we've previously discussed. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it, like you say, you called it an art film, didn't you? An art house film. Well, yeah, I mean, I just like it, it partly because of how good it looked, but it, just because it was a film that, that dealt with um, grown-up themes uh, in an interesting way. And I don't think I've ever really seen a, um, a sequel to something uh, sorry, this is your film, but anyway, it's my second best film yeah, of the yeah, year yeah. as well. So, so sod it. Um, it uh, I don't. Oh, think, it is. is it? Okay, yeah, cool. I don't think I've ever seen any 
anybody else pick up the kind of reins of a sequel and um, make it their own in such a good way. Maybe since Aliens, a film that was ironically a sequel to a uh, Ridley Scott film, um, where it feels like its own thing. It doesn't feel like it's just beholden to uh, everything that was established in the first film and um, uh, does its own thing um, incredibly well and would have worked really well just as a standalone film <clears throat> too. It doesn't rely on your love of the original. Yeah. No. Denny Villeneuve directed it and he could direct everything as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, I, th- I think Arrival was my favourite film last year. Um, um, I'm going to go back and watch that because I I did not like that so much. So I'm going to give that another chance at some point. Um, yeah. But yes. Uh, okay. Um, so my number one... I. I'm going to guess it's probably your number one as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I think we might need to name some of our runners-up. But yes, what was um, it? It was Dunkirk. Mm. Is that your number yeah, one? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the only film we saw together this year, I think, wasn't Aww. it, in the cinema? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we also we tried to watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but I fell asleep and then you turned it off. Yeah, I fell asleep as but well. That was at home. And that wasn't in the yeah. cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dunkirk, amazing. Just amazing. You, you, as a cinematic experience, you think you'd have to go a long way to try and yes. um, replicate it or reproduce it. Agreed. Um, there's just amazing scene after amazing scene. Um, and you've got Tom Hardy doing some great eye acting. <laughs> yes. Um, and the only film I gave five stars to on that yeah. box this year, so I had to make it number I one. also watched this again over um, somebody's shoulder on a plane, uh, exactly as Christopher <laughs> Nolan would have wanted. Do you know when you're on this plane, you should have watched a film on, on your <laughs> I did seat. as well, but then I was like half watching um, other films <laughs> while I was doing other things and, and stuff. Um, and it was one of those... It, yeah, I think when we talked about Last Jedi, I, I said that it wouldn't really make sense as a film if you had the sound turned off. And I know obviously I'd yeah. seen this before, so that helped. But even though it was dotting around all the um, uh, all the different timelines and what have you, I was still kind of captivated by it on a tiny screen mm. um, just because of how well put together it all is and how cinematic mm. it is. And so I loved all that about it. And I loved when I watched it both times, um, that constant sense of momentum um it's like there's a little ticking clock going the whole way through it and there it's obviously prominent in the well, score there is but, more or yeah. less, isn't it? Yeah. um but yes um i don't uh, the first time we saw it i wasn't sure that i thought the structure was the right thing to do um and then the second time i really liked that obviously i understood it going in so i knew what to kind of prepare myself for um mm-hmm. but it all just seemed to click uh the second time um yeah, fantastic stuff. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a work of art. I think it's um, a very, very good film. So yeah, I'm I'm going to mention a few that we haven't. Yeah, um, I actually wrote, I wrote my top year. ten, but you do you do yours. You do you. I'm going to mention a few that we haven't already mentioned. I am going to mention Detroit. Yeah, I like that. That was good. And Logan, we mentioned that. Get Out. Yeah, was this year and um, really good horror film. Um, really enjoyed that Kong Skull Island was good yeah. surprisingly good bloody was wasn't it and I think La La Land scraped into this year um, ooh and I like that as well ah, the dancing okay. and the singing um, I, s- I saw that in America 
Uh, so I'm not sure if the release date was different, but I definitely saw that last year. But um, but yeah, that's a belter in it. Yeah, I think it was released this year. Well, I think UK. we've pretty much got the same top <clears throat> ten because after the top three, and I think after the top three, the order kind of goes out the window. But this is the order I wrote them down in. Um, getting pro- progressively worse here. So number four, Get Out. Mm-hmm. Then I had Baby Driver. Then I had Atomic Blonde. Then I had Kong Skull Island. Then I had Detroit. Then John Wick Two, and then Logan, which was a toss up with Spider Man Homecoming, but um, but I went with Logan, Logan in the end because sometimes you just need to see a claw go through someone's face. I haven't seen John Wick Two. I need to see that. It's shit, mate. I wouldn't bother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you said you said a glass of lists. Mm-hmm. We've only had one. Yes. Well, one list each. What other list are we going to do? Well, why don't we do a list of our three most anticipated films of 2018? Okay, can I go first? Yes, go. Okay, um, is it? does it apply if you can't actually say the whole name of the film? <laughs> go I'm on. that excited. I'm really, really excited to see three billboards... Three Missouri. billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, that one. I'm yes. really excited to see that. I am too. Is it on I your list? Too. I've seen... It's not on my list. Okay. It's I've it's leaked. I've noticed. Has it? Um, yeah. Well, that's bad. Most of the Oscars Oscar stuff is. I think um, Francis McDormand is a shoe in for the Oscar for that one. Cool. And I, I, that's all I know about it, really. But um, uh, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to see it. I think next week um, or the week after. Um, so I'm looking forward to that immensely. Um, well, should we? We could do that on here. Yes, we, we will. I think that should maybe be our next or one of our next um but ladybird ladybird is the it's not one of my three but ladybird is the other oscar film oscar talked about yeah. film um that's coming out soon but i think it's it just kind of looks like it's got everything uh you, you sometimes you just sit and watch a trailer and you're like yep okay everything about that screams yes yeah. um francis mcdormand obviously <coughs> fargo is one not obviously so obviously she's a credit to it but um fargo is one of my very favorite films um and then yeah, martin mcdonough um in bruges is also one of my very favorite films yes so um yes. i can't really see what could go wrong there apart from the fact that seven psychopaths wasn't that good but um yes i'm hopeful that that will be excellent so that is my that's my soonest uh, anticipated film of next year yeah, I've gone fairly soon for all my three. And the first one is Black Panther, the new mm, Marvel yeah. one. Um, I don't know much about it, to be honest. I've, n- I've never read the comic. No. I've never read any of the comics. No. Um, but the trailer looks badass. Yeah, I think... Um, um, it looks nice nice and violent and a lot of fun. <laughs> um, looking forward to that it, one. Yeah, it lo- I, I nearly put that on my list. And I thought it just looks like this idea of superhero films kind of getting out of a bit of a rut and then no longer just sort of boring origin story after origin story um i forgot that black panther had actually been in uh civil war and i was reminded of that the other day he's quite important to the plot actually uh but the reason i'm excited for it is that it looks like it's going to continue that that um trend of from thor ragnarok of things having a visual style and like a different yeah. A, a, a different approach uh, per character um, mm-hmm. yeah uh, it just looks wicked that's a fantastic trailer um, so I'm all over that what else are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to The Predator um, oh yeah I saw that was coming out and I'd forgotten that this was coming next year uh, obviously Predator is amazing um, but that's not the reason I'm excited 
Um, I'm excited because Shane Black is involved. Um, so is he? Yes, he's writing it and is he directing? He's writing and directing it. Oh well, um, that's very good news. So yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, in um, it from Lethal Weapon to the Last Boy Scout to the Longest Goodnight to Iron Man Three to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang to the really good one, uh, the Nice Guys. There we go. Um, I do think the man's a genius. Um, and he writes and has yes. always written yes. wherever I am in my life or whatever age I am, the exact kind of film that I want to see. So really dumb, huge, stupid, very violent action films um, in yeah. my teens and what have you. Um, I remember getting shushed in the cinema while watching The Longest Goodnight because I was having so much fun um, <laughs> by my friends. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, by a stranger. Um and and the nice guys is um is right up there with with um some of the very best films in the past few years uh i, I love him so um whatever he, oh and also he was in predator so that's nice isn't it um yeah that is nice yeah i cannot wait for that cool. i really hope that lives up to uh the when's price. that out then that's not that later in the I year th- I, i'm gonna say late summer um but right. uh okay. it's a i might be completely wrong um, who knows okay I actually quite like the last one. one by the way Predators but anyway yeah it wasn't terrible um, Isle of Dogs oh yeah so okay. Wes Anderson who I mean he makes the same film yep. over and over and over basically but I really like that film and I'll <laughs> keep watching it as many times as he wants to make it uh, yeah uh, I love the the last um stop motion thing he did the fantastic, uh, fantastic mr fox, mr. fox. Yeah. um this looks very similar um and i'm sure it'll be great so yeah looking forward to that it's out soon i think yeah fairly I soon think you're right i am um, i have a thing with him where i spend the first 20 minutes or maybe 10 minutes of his films being a little bit annoyed by the fact that it's so wes anderson like you know you go into a yeah you go into a really wanky coffee shop um and the price you don't recognize the names of anything and the prices aren't written with pound symbols and like you're like this place is annoying and then you taste mm-hmm. the coffee and you're like oh yeah all right i'm cool with this that's watching away <laughs> film for me uh, yeah it's, it's a good point so i have to get past that i remember watching i watched one with my dad once and <laughs> he, he turned to me about 45 minutes in and i think he said this is fucking nonsense <laughs> And I found it hard to disagree with him because it is a bit, but I wasn't really enjoying it at the time. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. Into that. Number three. Number three. Me, right? Yeah. Uh, the Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Because The Incredibles, and there's nothing else really to say about the that. The Incredibles is very good, yeah. Where is that a summer, a big uh, summer film? I think we should have probably briefed each other beforehand that we didn't know the release dates and to not ask one another. I'm not sure. Yes, it's next year, isn't it? If you're interested in when that film is coming out, Google it. (laughs) Google it, yes. I could Google it now. No, don't. Um, Thought the last one was the best comedy of the year it came out, the best action film of the year it came out. Thought it was one of the best superhero films uh, I'd seen, certainly at that point. Um, Thought they might take the obvious route of setting it 10, 15 years after the original, but they haven't. It looks like it follows on pretty much directly from the first... Uh, yeah, I'm in. Okay, Google, when is in The Incredibles 2 out? When is The Incredibles 2 out? 
This is poor content. <laughs> Can't reach Google at the moment. What the huck? Maybe because we're using our devices to contact one another and yeah, record this. Let's try it again. Hang on. Okay, what's your third? Um, hang on, I'll just edit that bit out. <clears throat> um, my third is Annihilation. Ooh. It's coming out fairly soon in February, I think. Mm. Um, it stars Natalie Portman, and it's based on a book by Jeff Vandermeer. Um, Which you've I've read. read the book. Yeah. yeah, really liked it. The, the good news about this film is that it's um, it's coming out in America, and then a few weeks later, it's it's on Netflix yeah. over here. So it's free. So. So yeah, so it's free, and we'll definitely be reviewing that one, I think. And the trailer looks looks cool. The book goes pretty weird in places. Um, so I don't know I'm much about it. What they're do I with thought that. from the trailer it just looked like another arrival, um, and I sort of turned the trailer off halfway through, thinking I'll definitely see that. So no. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna not. Don't yeah, don't want, don't watch any more of the trailer. But it's is pretty hard sci-fi. Cool. Okay. Pretty hard. Right. So yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, I cool. am excited. Uh, so segue time. Um, Twenty eighteen sounds pretty exciting. Uh, mm. We will be back. We're going to be back in twenty eighteen for series two of the Three Kings podcast. <laughs> it oh, was today the end of the series. I did not know. Okay, <laughs> year two, season yeah. two. Um, yeah. But yes, if you're listening, thank you very much. Um, if you're not. You're a prick. Um, <laughs> we're going to keep doing it. So if you are listening to this, please share it with your friends because that's a really nice thing to do. Um, thank you to anybody who has commented, shared, replied to us, helped in any way. Thanks to Dave for doing the theme music. Yeah. Thanks for Gemma for sending us free whiskey. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks, everyone. Well done. Um, we will see you in the future. There's a storm coming. I know. 